Hello, and welcome to episode one of Climate Talks with Callie. You are in the right place if you want to effectively join the fight against the climate crisis. So I'm currently a senior in high school, and I kind of started this podcast because for a long time I've been hearing this, you know, really heavy and sad news about the environment and just a range of things that's going on on our earth that's just really hard to hear. And especially as a student, I kind of got into this mindset of like, well, I'm only one person, you know, there's not much I can do about it. Um, and I kind of got into the mindset of, well, I'm sure the scientists will fix it or I'm sure the world will do something about it. And the longer and longer that I, you know, felt that way or thought that way, um, the longer it just became like a sense of doom and a sense of just sadness. And so it got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I can't have that mindset and can't have the mindset of thinking that someone else will fix it um, when I'm perfectly capable of doing my part. And so I thought, well, why not just jump right into it and take you guys with me um, on this journey of, you know, hearing from experts, doing my research, seeing what we can actually do right now as one person. Um, and I'm going to take you guys with me in that journey. So we're going to talk about a range of things from ocean acidification to just pollution in general, the use of plastics, uh, factory farms, and anything else. Um, and we're going to, we're going to you know, hear from experts, do the research, see what we can do about it right now. And to kind of take that first step, take the initiative to, um, you know, work towards a cleaner future. Because although one person is small compared to the 8 billion, 8 billion people on earth. Um, if a bunch of people kind of get together and do their part, it's going to make things a lot better. So we're going to get started by talking about eco-anxiety for this episode. I think it's pretty fitting because, you know, if you're listening to an environmental podcast, you might have a little bit of that eco-anxiety going on. You might want to learn a bit, uh, learn a little bit more about what you can do personally. and um, we're going to learn about that, but what I wanted to say before we get started is that my goal for this podcast is to make it something positive, even though it's hard to be positive when looking at the environment today and looking at, you know, our environment's future. I'm going to really try to make this something positive, things that you can do, I'm, and, you know, at the at the end of each episode, I'm going to put a fact of something that's going well in the environment um, in our earth. Because I think what it's really hard to hear and what can cause burnout um, is when, you know, it's just one negative thing after another. It's like, this is going worse. This is going really bad. This is going super bad. It's like, well, why do I even try if it's just going to end like that? So we're going to try to keep it on a positive note. Um, and do, and I'm going to not only tell you the issue, but tell you what you can do about it. So we're going to work towards that as well. So starting with eco-anxiety, you might have heard it, you might have not, but um, the definition for eco-anxiety is it's a chronic fear of environmental doom. It is also not exactly anxiety over what's happening right now, but it's more anxiety of what the future of our earth holds. And this is a really, really common thing, even if you haven't heard too much about it, because even like things like reports, like the IPCC climate report have come out saying things like code red for humanity, we must act now, or you kind of see those news titles about, you know, wildfires, natural disasters, micro, micro plastics in our food, and it's like, 
of course there's going to be some anxiety over that. So um, what I found really surprising though and really interesting is that according to a poll from the American Psychiatric Association, 67% of Americans are somewhat or extremely anxious about the impact of climate change on our planet. And that 55% are somewhat or extremely anxious about climate change on their own mental health. So I think that this issue um, of eco-anxiety isn't quite talked about a ton. And I think it's definitely something that we need to um, we need to face and need to talk about as, as we kind of get deeper into this environmental crisis. Um, additionally, the Yale Program on Climate Change and Communications found that 70% of Americans are worried about climate change and 59% felt helpless. So I would definitely say I'm part of that percent. You might be too, but we're going we're gonna to really work on this because I think the best thing that we can do to kind of combat this eco-anxiety is to, you know, put that first step in, you know, do what we can to, you know, put our part in and do what we can for a cleaner future. Um, and kind of a real life little snippet of what's going on with, um, eco, eco anxiety in different communities is this little story here. So the APA studied five Inuit communities in Canada and discovered several consequences for group and individual well-being. So many reported, uh, the increased use of drugs and alcohol to fill the empty time that normally would be used for land-based activities. Moreover, losing uh, control over the conditions that have, or the not the traditions that have defined their lives for centuries, that led to a loss in cultural identity and feelings of low self worth. Also, many cite climate change as as compounding existing stressors by removing a source of healing, cultural strength, food security, and autonomy. So it's already kind of, you know, reaching all parts of our earth here and having really devastating effects not only on our environment, but on the people around it. Um, um, Also, in an article I found by the Union of Concerned Scientists highlights the harsh psychological toll as a result of climate catastrophes. What they basically said was people... Um, people coping with severe weather conditions can experience serious mental health symptoms, including post-traumatic stress, depression, and anxiety. Um, kind of the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that is the tornadoes that occurred in the United States um, a week or two ago um, in the middle of December. And so that's already kind of alarming of this extreme you know, weather in December and how it's having these effects when they really shouldn't be happening right now or um this extreme so it's kind of there's a lot of wake-up calls um around not only the united states but around the world that's um kind of begging for our attention here but like i said earlier the when it comes to treatment experts say that taking action either by reducing either by changing your lifestyle to reduce emissions or getting involved in activism can really reduce that anxiety, um, and it can restore a sense of agency and connection with the community. So collective action is just a really good treatment for a collective problem. Um, that was said by Caroline Hickman, a psychotherapist and CPA member. So um, just by you know listening to this podcast, putting that first step forward is 
not only going to help the environment, but it's ultimately going to help you. Um, so a few things you can do at home or just to get started, you know, just feel like you're doing something at first, um, is you can read about the winds that we've had in the climate in the climate movement. You know, like I said, it's there's so much focus on the bad, the bad, the bad. It's like take a second to um, take a second to just see what's going well. Um, I subscribe to this email list that every Monday it sends five climate um, climate winds that we've had. So I'm going to read off a few of those at the end of the episode just to leave on a good note. Um, but some things that you can do at home um, is that uh, you can email political directors, corporate heads. You can raise climate and awareness in your school or community. Um, you could also, you know, just use not use that plastic bag. Just take like little steps that you've for sure heard. Um, just be a little bit more aware. Maybe plan out your shopping plan out try not to buy as many things online just you know just little things that you've heard just try to put them in action you know remember to bring that reusable bag you know just things like that um but also when something that it's really important to remember as well is it's totally okay to just take a breather and you know take a break from reading all this stuff, trying to get involved as much as possible. Like, while that's wonderful, the last thing you'd want to get is just burned out of all of it and just, you know, stop contributing to this movement entirely. So what I would say is if you need a break, if you need to just turn off the news, turn off the TV, by all means. I know there's definitely days where I just can't hear about it anymore. But um, if you're not at that point, then definitely, you know, do what you can. It definitely helps a ton. Just having those conversations, you know, tuning into the good things that's going on. So, um, so some of the good th- climate facts that I've come across for today's episode is currently coal powers seventy percent of India's electricity generation. But just recently, the prime minister has pledged that by twenty thirty, India will produce more energy through solar and other renewables than their entire grid now. So that's definitely a win as India is one of the largest countries population-wise and obviously one of the biggest consumers and em- emitters um, of emissions. So that's really good news. I think that's awesome. Um, secondly, the Ralph Lauren Corporate Foundation and Soil Health Institute announced a grant to, la- to launch Institute's Regenerative Cotton Fund. This will support long-term and sustainable cotton production in the U.S., and its goal is to eliminate 1 million metric tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere by 2026. So that's definitely reassuring to hear. Um, just a little tidbit, cotton is a lot better for the environment than other um, fabrics that you may use. So if you're ever out shopping, kind of look on the tag, look for that 100% cotton. It, it's going to be a lot better um, for the environment. So that is all I have for today. But hopefully that leaves you off on a good note. Um, gives you a little taste of what we're going to be doing here in the next um, few episodes. The next episode is going to be about sustainable shopping and greenwashing as we go into the holidays. And so definitely tune into that. And I have some really exciting um, interviews coming up that you don't want to miss. So definitely keep an eye out for those. And I really appreciate you taking a listen. Um, And yeah, you got this. 
See you next time.